Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that while we discuss our own thoughts and opinions, just remember we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey, Katie. I feel like our microphones are always so different. Yours, like, you look like a true, like, in-studio podcaster because yours, like, comes from the top and, like, hangs in front of your face. I think that I just have mine, like, screwed so tight. Like, yours, like, moves around where mine's always just, like, straight down. <laughs> where, yeah, and mine, like, comes at to me from, like, an angle. I feel like it's NPR. Like, I should be like, hello, and, like, welcome to the five o'clock hour. <laughs> okay. SMR with Mrs. Pena. If I had my book, I'd be like flipping the pages, like really. Really, I mean, there's a book behind you. You can grab anyone. I mean, (laughs) for your listening pleasure. No. Anyway. Anywho. Anywho, we're here to talk about a curse of dark and lonely. But before we get into that, I wanted to discuss our um, defy the night. I'll say the the Royals and Rebels event with the author of A Curse of Dark and Lonely, also of the Defy the Night series, Bridget Kemmerer. I know I'm. I'm not gonna add the extra er 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 ers to the end, but like it's for a name that's like so easy to like spell. The I er-er. have to think about saying her name, and I don't know why. Yeah, because I don't want to say it wrong. Like Bridget Kemmer makes more sense in my head, but the Kemmerer. Yeah, and I just want to keep going with the ers. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but the event was great. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cute. It was a very intimate. Yeah um event and I think we both agreed that we really enjoyed that not that there's anything wrong with a big event but it's nice when you get to like talk to other influencers yeah. talk to the author really hear like the questionnaire being done I don't know I just I felt like so in tuned with it yeah even when she was so kind enough to read the excerpts from defend the no destroy the day thank you um we were like, defy the night, defend the dawn, destroy the day. Yes. Book three coming out January 2024. It's actually a week before Crescent City 3. No, But I'm it's kind of excited for It's a big week for Bloom. It's a very big week for Bloom. Well, Bloomsbury, sorry. Bloom is the... Um, they, they need yeah. a drink afterwards. Bloomsbury, um, yeah, they're going to need... They're going to need some relaxation, some R&R, if you will. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really nice. The place was awesome. Uh, we got to chat with a bunch of different people. Even people from Bloomsbury, I think, was awesome. We got to yep. talk to Bridget. And just kind of fangirl very hard. Um, we also almost got robbed on the way <laughs> on the way in. So we had to tell everybody in sight. Yeah. We were a smidge late because of said incident. Because so. of said um, attempted robbery. Um, yeah, we were the victims of an attempted robbery with our friend Mary. And uh, we basically sat in interrogation I was gonna say, the next day. I said it. How many times have I said this? I've made the same joke, but you guys haven't heard it yet. But I said, we are too dumb to be robbed because we did not know that we were being robbed. But he was also a dumb robber. Honestly, as far as robbers go, like... We got lucky. We got lucky like, that really, the dumbest came to us. Really bad at his job. He could have snatched your bag or Mary's Listen, easily. you guys, I'm going to just set the scene real quick and then tell you how I would have gone about <laughs> robbing me. Okay? So, I'm not going to go into extreme detail. I'm not going to bore you. Setting the scene, Mary and Katie are sitting down. We're in I'm, the waiting area in the train station. Yeah. Inside. I'm standing with my back towards the attempted robber. And we're just chit-chatting away. Like yep. little gals do when they're all together. Yep. And all of a sudden this man comes from behind and he's basically yelling at us to give us, to give him our things. We were like, what? 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 Like, do you need like fair? What? Like we really didn't know what was happening. Um, and then we were like, oh, he's trying to rob us. We assessed. Katie and I did not see weapons. So we... Ran away. We both like can like look at each other with, each other with our eyes. And I honestly feel like we said a sentence with our eyeballs. It was like, we need to get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah. And I grabbed Mary and we ran. Yeah. Mary was like, <laughs> pardon? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Mary, because I know you're listening. You're an angel. Um, we ran. We got away. We called 911. Long story short, we got him arrested. Um, Katie and I had to go talk the next day um, to the detectives um, and give statements and there's like an ongoing investigation because this man is like not a good person apparently, but like if I were him, right. All he could have done, he just come up right behind me, grab me, been like to all three of us, give me all your bags and your jewelry. First of all, he asked for our bags. 
Katie and I are like wearing like our like engagement rings, our wedding bands. Yeah. We all have like nicer jewelry on. We're going to like a nicer event. And he's asking for our bags, which like maybe 15 years ago when like people like carried cash, great. If he would have grabbed my bag. Or mine or Mary's, I think. No, yeah, like any of ours. But like all I had in mind was my ID. I had one credit card, which I would have canceled immediately. Um, Five tampons and lip gloss. Yeah. And my bag was like a $10, like just like black Amazon bag. Like. I, my bag was free for my sister as like a, a la, like a last minute sample from years ago. Yeah. I think I had $5 in cash, an iPhone charger, like the like right. the remote like, charger. Basically none of and us And a had, debit card yeah. and an ID. Like Mary literally had like the same thing and like yeah. nail polish. Like none of us had you anything in our bags that were yeah. worth anything. Like he maybe would have got away with like $20 collective and yes. like a bunch of tampons, which are very useful for a man. <laughs> but like didn't ask for a jewelry. So right there, didn't even ask for a jewelry. So like stupid. Second, like, he's just, like, screaming at us to give him his stuff. Like, I was like, he should just grab me. Been like, girls, like, I got your friend. Give me your things. We would have been like, here's or, everything we got. And if you wanted to do that, he could have just ripped Because your bag was, like, Oh, yeah, my bag was, like, not even, yeah. And it was Mary's just, like, was sitting on hanging. her lap. So, in yeah. reality, if he didn't want to go for two, he could have just grabbed George or grabbed Mary's. And ran. And ran. And we, we all would have been satting, satting, sitting there going, okay. okay. And so, what, so, we get away from him. And we're like, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the girls. And I'm like, I'm not missing this bag. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I was we like, were, yeah. I'm like looking at my watch. I'm like, all right, we have like seven minutes until the train comes. Like we're going back up there. We see him come down. So we're like, well, okay, we, he's yes, leaving. Yes. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And we had called the cops and, we, and like, there's always cops like near the train. They were station. literally there within so, like, like maybe were, a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, he came down. So like, we can go back up to the platform. So now we're standing on the platform waiting for our train, talking to the cops, whatever. We see him on the other side of the platform. We point him out. That's how they arrested him. But he, like, stayed at the train station. Just, like, was like, oh, I missed out, missed on, out on this on this platform. Let me check the other one. Um, so, again, just really, really bad at his job. Like, if I was head robber and he worked under me, he would be, not be getting a year-end bonus. Definitely not. He sucked. No, but, really I mean, bad. honestly. In a, in good a, for us. Good for Great for us. <laughs> literally great for us but i mean quite the experience being in an interrogation room with um like two the, the two-way window mirrors oh, like on yeah. both sides video video yeah audio recording <laughs> i had to like state my you had to like state your name yeah. like that whole thing do you sort of tell the whole truth i was like another thing and we'll talk about the book eventually i promise but like katie and i are we're not allowed to be in the same room together being questioned together obviously it's an ongoing investigation but on the way home we're obviously talking about like what we said first of all the detective said that we did a great job um in the situation and in our interviews because like they're like no like your stories were the exact same um not in a bad way but in a okay like this is clearly Dismatch, what yeah. happened and um they said that we handled the situation like perfectly like that's how they would tell somebody to handle the situation so obviously we walked out of there fucking elated yeah we were like <laughs> yeah we're so good we at like almost robbed. like we're heroes <laughs> like nj transit heroes are gonna put our picture in like all the stations <laughs> Um, kidding, obviously. But we're like talking about like our testimonies or whatever. Oh and my Katie God. and I are dying because Katie like is a true true crime junkie and she like watches these shows. And she's like very like matter of fact. Like like, I, like you're asking a question, I'm spitting out the exact answer to your question, and I'm, that is there's no fluff. I am painting. <laughs> I am like telling a story. I'm painting a picture. I'm making jokes. I'm, like she trying, was in there for so. I'm long. trying to get them to crack smiles. I really. I had my I had my one detective. I had Edward. He was he was loving it. He's like this girl is a comedian. Uh-huh. Detective Brian. <laughs> I'm calling them by their first names. It's not how they introduce themselves to us. Like <laughs> we're not gonna tell you their names either. <laughs> no. I was like, I'm not gonna give last names. But Edward and Brian, um, I honestly think that they probably miss me. They were like, you oh, know 100%. what? 100 Yeah. That girl was that girl so... who told the story twice to us. Oh yeah, no, after like, do you have anything else to add? And I just retold them the whole story. And I was like, I already told you all that information, but just in case. Wait, can you please tell them the part about when they, so they both asked us this question and it was, how did this make you feel? My response was, I, and I quote, in that moment, I literally was like, what the fuck is this actually fucking happening to us? And I was like, excuse me for cursing. But like, that's exactly the thought that went through my mind. Yes. This is Teresa's. So, uh, <laughs> so I was, okay, first of all, I was actually really scared. It was a scary situation. Fact, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, while it was scary. happening, I was like, I don't know what's happening. But then when we started, like, when we realized we ran, like, my yeah. heart was racing. Yes. But I also, like... We still, like, assessed the situation. We're able to convey to the 911 where we were, what was going on. Honestly, I think if you would have saw us, you would have not known anything happened. No. We just and we were also, like, afterwards, like, 
giggling. Like, really, that was what just happened. Well, really I think quickly. we made a little bit of a stink on the stairwell because yeah. you had screamed, not screamed, I said that incorrectly. You had said loudly to me because I was in front of Mary and you were yeah. behind Mary, we should call 911. And I was like, I already am on the phone with them. Yeah. So I think people started to notice that like something was happening. Yeah. Because even when we got downstairs and you're like, hey, I think we should stay by this window, the ticket window. People kind of started to like stick around us to be like, are you girls okay? Yeah. Like, what happened? Yeah, we, we had we, a very nice man who stayed with us. Yeah. Um, I think there was a few. I think there was, no, like, there was like a few, people. but yeah the, yeah, the man that came upstairs, he didn't and really know what was happening, but he yeah. knew that we were like visibly shaken up. So he like stayed with us and then we went back up, whatever. And then he heard us when the cops got there telling the cops the story. And he's like, he's like, that's what happened to you guys. I, I would have fucked that guy right up if I saw him. <laughs> I was like, thank you, thanks, sir. Thank you, like, sir. <laughs> um, also, like, this train station, like, isn't unsafe. I literally go to the Devil's Games all the time from this train station. Like, it was just, like, thing, like a really, like, freak incident. Personally, I think it was because we were dressed up, kind of looking nice inside by ourselves. Yeah, there was nobody. It was just us and this guy. There was literally nobody else. Like, I mean, honestly, he probably looked around and was like, this might actually be a good situation. And maybe because the way we were dressed, he assumed we had more on us. Yeah. But little does he know that we're three broke bitches. Also, so. yeah, my entire outfit, minus the shoes, which are Steve Madden, they were like Our $90. Like literally like Marshall shorts, $12. Amazon bodysuit, $20. Yeah. Mine was Amazon and Target. Amazon yeah. bodysuit, Target pants. Yeah. And honestly, guys, you just, we looked so cute. Like, check out the Instagram. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So I'm so like, Teresa, the way she so, yeah. that so I'm like, question. Oh, I'm so, I was like, I was so scared. Like I was like, my heart was bracing. I was like, Katie's watch <laughs> said that her heart, her like, her like heart rates per minute, like 188 like beats per minute. I was like, we were really shaken up. <laughs> like, I was peeing my pants. And she we, told were, me this. Sc- we were like screaming in the car. Cause I was like, yeah, I told them that your heart rate, like. <laughs> I was like, you know, I really wanted to sell like that. Like, we were really shook, like, shook up from this. Was like, I would have killed to see their faces. They, no, they were, that. like, laughing. And then <laughs> and then they were, like, explain, like, what happened, blah, blah, Like, And I was like, and then we watched them apprehend, like, the criminal <laughs> on the other side of the tracks. <laughs> She's getting the she fucking storytelling over here. <laughs> them a I'm treat. like, yeah, apprehended him. We watched them apprehend him. Like, not arrested. Like, we watched them apprehend him. Like, who am I? I just cracked it because, like, literally, I was being on the couch. And I'm like, she's been in there for like fucking like twenty. Yeah, like Katie came out, and like minutes. I was like, oh, that was so quick. I yeah. was literally in there forever. I was like, literally about to make them like a sandwich. Like, I was like, girls, settle in. I have a story for yeah. you. <laughs> I feel like they definitely walked us out. A probably I, chuckled, and then we're probably yeah. like, that was a breath of fresh air. Like, I honestly you. hope that they. Well, first of all, too, we had to go. Okay, so we had to go to Newark. And they, like, didn't really tell us where to meet them. So we, like, go into the train station. So now we're being directed by, like, all these, like, transit police. Like, oh my God, first we see one, like, he brings oh us. God, yeah. Then, like, another transit cop. And everybody was like, oh, you're the girls from Rawway. You're the girls from Rawway. You're the girls from Rawway. We're like, yeah, that's yeah, us. Awesome. Like, I'm like, local celebs. <laughs> Don't be deal or anything. Do you want an autograph? I've been practicing. <laughs> I've started practicing my autograph a lot. I mean, it's only a matter of time before the court calls us and asks us. Oh, 100%. Um, to come down so they can give us medals. I love how we're laughing. That's like my husband was in pure, like, what the I wait. I look at Katie and I'm like, you better not tell Tom till we're on that train. <laughs> <laughs> like, my gonna, husband would have like, he's going to come here and he's going to pick us up. He's not going to let us go. I'm like, no, he would have let us go, but he yeah. would have driven him. Like, he would have driven us himself. Like, he'd be like, no, yeah. no, girls, you're not going to the train. Yeah. I was like, yeah. everything. Get in the car. I'll drive you in. Yeah. I just like text my husband on I'm like, hey, I almost got robbed on the train. Talk to you later. And he called me. He's like, what? Are you okay? Did he, he touch you? Swivel tea. Yeah. That's, your head on the that's, what, he, that's what she got told. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, uh, anyway. so we made it to the event. It was fucking awesome. The event was amazing, as we were saying. Bridget was like the kind like, of soul. An amazing, like amazing human. Um, I don't want to like compare or like come across like I'm talking down about the event that we went to on Saturday. Gosh, no, no, but two totally different, events. two totally different events. So we went to, um, the ripped bodice for a like question answer type of event with, um, JLA, Jennifer L. Armantrout, blooded, uh, from blood and ash author. Um, and like, that was like very, like there were two like very distinctively like different, different events. Yeah. So like not even the fact that we were invited by Bloomsbury to the Bridget event versus like, we like bought tickets, tickets, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I loved what I was trying to get, I was like, I loved how intimate the Bloomsbury event was with Bridget because I think there was maybe only 20 people there, mm-hmm. like total, um, not including people who worked for Bloomsbury who were obviously also there. Um, but it kind of gave us like, we got to like have like one-on-one interaction with yeah. Bridget and I feel like and we got to like, really, yeah, got to really talk cool to a lot to of people yeah. and like meet a, a lot of new people, which was great. And I really did like the JLA event, but it was just so different because 
we didn't like we got signed books, but they were signed ahead of time. Um, we didn't get to like really like talk to or meet JLA. She was really nice, like even on the way out though. Like, oh she's yeah, like, she's oh, my God, I didn't even know yeah. that you guys because were standing in the back. Like thank you. So, didn't have she's enough so kind. No, yeah. literally so kind. And like Maggie, did um, an, an or Maggie maybe reading was inter- was interviewing. Did an amazing job. Like the interview was very like well thought out. Like, yeah, great, like, great questions. And like JLA is like us. She just kind of like rambles and can talk. Like, but I love that. No, I loved it for her. And then there was like a Q and A. Like they passed the microphone around yeah. the audience if anybody else had questions. Just very different events. Both very cool, but it was cool to experience both. The ends. Royals and Rebels event was just. It was really cool. It was so cool. I mean, and like even, but I because again there was a Q and A component where there was Alex Asher asking. Yes. Um, and she's the author of Light Lark. Uh, she's asking uh, Bridget a bunch of questions, and I think that was kind of cool because. Alex is also an author, obviously. Yeah, so she has, so, like, a lot of insight into, yeah, like, the, like, the process. So her writing, questions were, like, things that I would never think to ask. Same. I really liked them. Like, I thought they were yeah. just, like, again, completely two different two different Q&As, and I liked both equally yes. for the, the different variations of them. But I thought it was cool because, again, we are not writers. <laughs> we are readers only. Um, yeah. So it was kind of cool just to hear, like, that end and, like, the, those kind of questions. And I will say, like, one question I would like to know from, from Bridget, like, it, this is why I... Yes. But this this story in particular has a true villain and not just like a villain that's just off page, like you know their name, you know what has been done by like other accounts. Like you, not that you get her, Lilith's POV, but you hear from her mouth like what she's doing or has done. Yes. And I'd love to know like what kind of mind, and again, it's why so we're not talking like deep, like no, dark, but, but what's the mindset you have to get into? What kind of like setting do you have to be so in? So like to write I was really impressed we're talking curse of dark and lonely now if you didn't get that yeah because <laughs> we segue like crazy psychos uh we always know what we're talking about but i'm like nobody else is following this path right now um it was very dark i would definitely classify this as like an upper ya like you know what like, let's let's get into it yes. and then we'll talk about a little in a second i'm just going to i'm not even going to try to explain it because i will ramble for 15 minutes i'm going to read the synopsis that's a great idea because I know Though you guys I know you would do a phenomenal job. I would do a phenomenal job. I'm just going to read it because honestly, you know who did a better job with a synopsis? Bridget. Bridget. Uh, fall in love, break the curse. And one seems so easy to Prince Ren, the heir to Emberfall. Cursed by the powerful enchantress, Lilith. Four. To repeat the autumn of his 18th year over and over, he knew <clears throat> he could be saved if a girl fell in love with him. By the way, this is obviously a Beauty and the Beast retelling. Um, but that was before he learned that at the end of each autumn, he would turn into a vicious beast hellbent on destruction. That was before he destroyed his castle, his family, and every last shred of hope. Nothing has ever been easy for Harper. Um, with her father long gone, her mother dying, and her brother barely holding their family together while constantly underestimating her because of her cerebral palsy, she learned to be tough uh, enough to survive. But when she tries to save someone else on the streets of Washington, D.C., she's instead somehow sucked into Ren's cursed world. So these worlds are... Think of it... No, because that's a spoiler. These worlds exist the same time at the same time, but in different realms. Almost like if you've read um, The Cruel Prince, how like Elfame is like just basically like on top of like the That's what I was about world. to just say, like it's just on top of the other. Yeah. Um, break the curse, save the kingdom, a prince and monster curse. Harper doesn't know where she is or what to believe, but she, as she spends time with Ren in his enchanted land, she begins to understand what's at stake. And as Ren realizes Harper is not just another girl to charm, his hope comes flooding back. Powerful forces are standing against Emberfall, and it'll take more than a broken curse to save Harper, Ren, and his people. So think Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast retelling. Um, anyway, the villain is like a true, yeah, a like true a villain. villain. Yes. But like, and again, because we get we, and you understand, like, not that we agree with her motives, gotcha. because there are some villains. Um, Daughter of No Worlds trilogy. The villains in that trilogy, you get you an understand yeah. their motives, and you can also understand, like, not like you get their motives. Like, I understood where a lot of like the villains were coming from in a way. They just like took it to an extreme. I didn't understand why Lilith was like so hell bent on running through this, it, yeah. but I like that we that like we got an explanation. Agreed. And it wasn't like I mean, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie of all time. It should be on everyone's top three. Yes. And the Enchantress, like, when she just gets mad because, like, he's vain. Yes. And, like, I'm sorry. If an old, like, decrepit lady came to my house and said, it's raining, like, can I come in? I'd say, mm, probably not, lady. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I mean, the Beast was really vain. I understand. In this case, 
she like seduces Ren. He's an 18 year old boy. Yeah. Um, she bribes to find out she bribes Gray. Gray is like his the commander yeah. of like the King's Guard. Um, she bribes Gray to like let him let her into like Ren's rooms, seduces him. She wants to have him fall in love with her so that she could be queen. Um, and then when he, like they they bone, and then he's like, well, okay, see you later, lady. Yeah. Like I'm done. She puts this curse on him. And the curse is, like, horrific. Like, when yes. he turns into a beast, he has, like, no recollection of who he is. He just, like, murders. turns into a beast, murders, like, indiscriminately, and then wakes up covered in blood and has no idea what he's done. Um, when you find out what he's done. He slaughters his whole family. Whole family. Um, basically kills all of, like, the king's guard. Yep. Um, so he basically, him and Grey, like, um, like sequester themselves to the castle and gray every time like he turns into and the beast changes every time yeah it's never form. like the same beast so gray has started like leaving a trail of like blood like away from the village um because ren when he wakes up and he like knows like you know he finds out what's happened he's obviously sick he's tried to kill himself like because he doesn't want to you know do this to his people um but the curse brings him back to life every time every time so like that's dark no that's it's like really and then dark. again to like write all that and to like we can i just wanted i would love to know like what mind space she has to get into like where do you have to go what do you have to do to kind of like come up and put on page like these things right because it's gotta be kind of hard to write yeah and like ren is like such like a nice he really He's is a, nice like, a light like just like a very like nice boy he cares so much about yeah. his kingdom and yeah he's an 18 year old too at the same time so like at first, he's, like, just trying to, like, charm these girls. And then he's, like, kind of giving up hope. I think he says... I think they say that it's been, like, 300... Yeah, it's, like, a crazy amount of time. Time in the... um, In, like, the tower... In, like, the kingdom moves really slow. But time at, like, the palace... The palace is, like, stuck in fall. Yes, it has not moved past fall. No. So every, like, three months... like So he has, like, an entire season. So he has three months. And once it gets to the end, he turns into a beast, he kills people, and then it restarts. It doesn't reset for the townspeople. Time just moves a lot slower for the townspeople. So for them, it's been five years. For him, it's been 300 seasons. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, do the math, okay? It's been more than five years. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so like Harper, so Gray gets like, he can, he's the only one that's allowed to float between that realm and. And, 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 and an hour around. <laughs> an hour around. So, like, he goes... And to, it's only one day a year. Yes. At first. And he picks a girl, like, at random to hopefully bring back and break the curse with. So, yes. like, they're stuck, obviously, in this And castle. he always tries to find a girl, because, again, we love Grace. We always try to find a girl that doesn't have family or, like... She will really, be missed. Yes. Like, she can go unnoticed. And we, to our understanding and to their understanding, after the three months, if the curse isn't broken, the girl goes back... Yep. And like no harm, no foul. From our understanding. From our understanding. Um, but the one time that Gray is trying to take said girl, Harper gets in the way. <laughs> Harper thinks that he is trying to uh, like date rape yeah, a girl. Essentially. Um, and she goes to, Harper's like a badass. Harper is. Like she doesn't let her cerebral palsy like stand in her way. She has obviously like a limp and. Um, but she doesn't like let that, like, which dictate. we had this conversation when we talked about out on a limb, mm-hmm. how like, just because they like the characters have a disability or like a physical, like setback, it doesn't stop them from being strong or being brave. And it's other people maybe like in their lives or in like, especially in this story, like Lilith, like, it's like, oh, that girl, like, she's like a cripple. She's. Like, she's not going to be the girl to break the curse. Like, she underestimates her. 100%. Like, every step of the way. Every step of the way. Um, and Harper is like, yeah, um, I see that. Like, I see you underestimating me, and I'm going to prove you fucking wrong. Yeah. Like, she takes advantage of those situations. Yeah. Instead of, like, putting herself down. Which I would understand if you kind of put yourself down. Because it's like, geez, like, wow, thanks for thinking so little of me. But, like, right. she she rises up to it. Yeah. She takes said bait and goes She does. It. And, like, she is so strong. She's so stubborn. At times, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to kick her in the head. Like, stop yeah. being so stubborn. Because she's so, like, 
Gray's the one who abducts her. Like, Gray's kind of a dick to her at first, but she, like, accepts Gray so much quicker than she accepts Ren. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. No, and Ren, Ren's ever done Ren has been, was like, so always kind so her. kind to her. Yeah. Um, and I get it, too, because, like, she found herself, like, kind of falling for him, and she's like, I don't want to be some girl who's, like, Stockholm, to, syndrome, yeah, exactly. Stockholm Syndrome, who's just going like, to, like, fall my captor. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, I do love the part, though, when, like, so she does, try, she does try to escape on horseback. Mind you, it's Ren's horse. And they do catch up with her. And she's, like, basically like, in his face, like, I wouldn't call it freaking out, but kind of, like, screaming at him, like, you know, mm-hmm you know don't treat me different blah, 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 blah. so he's like oh cool you don't want me to treat you different great i'm gonna put you in prison like yeah. s- sending you to the dungeons bitch and i'm like fuck you like, yeah place motherfucker and she's like wait what and he's like you want me to treat you like this you got it like i won't i won't treat you like to where you get a room in my castle you get to right he's like i'll free. treat you as if you're like treason yeah because that's just like you're holding me prisoner he goes like oh you want to be held prisoner i'll show you how yeah. to hold a prisoner to the dungeons you go um so i love like that little moment um and then she's like no thank you and he's yeah like, oh, okay. okay yeah sure i do love like the little like moments that when they went to like the cottage um or the inn i guess you could say mm-hmm. where she meets like that other family and they they allow like yeah I, th- I did think it was kind of like they make up that she's like the princess of dc just yeah. because they have to explain who she is and like they do try to start rallying people behind them because everyone's like yeah we haven't seen any of the royal family like yeah they so they don't know that the royal family is dead they think that the royal family just like abandoned them because of this like beast that's been like killing everybody um so people don't have nice things to say about the royal family no so even like ren like ren's like i can't tell them that everybody's dead because there that's the thing too there is a rival nation in the northern mountains that is like trying to come take ember like Emberfall. Emberfall. Yeah. Yes, my God. Um, cat. Uh, I know. Clarence. No, that was cat. Cal. Calis. Catalyst. No, no, I have it. Sorry. Oh, we gosh. tried to go over the names before. You'd think that we would remember. Lilith. No. I listened to this on audio. Caris so. Lauren. Caris. Caris Lauren is the queen in the north, and she's trying to take Emberfall. Um, she realizes that the royal family is. Dead. Dead. Um, and she also knows that there is another heir. So Ren's father, apparently the king was like kind of like fucking suck, like always yeah. having affairs, whatever. But apparently, okay, so Lilith is an enchantress, like a mage, I think is technically yes. what she is. And um, there was, I guess, like um, a kingdom of mages that were like, but people with magic. And again, too, there's always books where like, they get thrown a glass. Um, the king, he like ban like banishes magic, whatever, gets rid of magic. But it's like because like he's afraid of it because he doesn't have the power. Where in like this case, like they were like the mages are like evil. Yes, they are completely evil. Um, so Ren's grandfather tries to goes to kill all the mages. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if you kill a mage, their power passes on to another mage. So they thought that they killed them all, but there happened to be, like, one or two, like, left. Anyway, the reason why he wants to kill them all is because one of the mages tries to seduce Ren's father, who at the time was just a prince. And, like, there was a whole thing, whatever. Um, but apparently a child came of that union yes. that we did not know of. So there is another heir, not just Ren. Right. And at the end, you kind of find out who that is. Yeah. That means that they're brothers. But, like, that book makes me sad, too, because, like, Ren. <sighs> yeah. Like, they're friends. I really loved Gray. I loved Gray so much. And I think in the end, I like the way he sacrificed himself for everyone, basically. Yeah. Like, he was under no oath. He was released from his oath. Um, so he's not duty-bound to Ren anymore or to um, Harper. And, like, he still sticks around. He still fights. Yeah. He you also find out like he could have at any point like turned his family in against um the sorceress to like help Ren out and he opted to have his family all murdered. Yeah. Which is so sad. Like what a rock and a hard place to be between. Yeah. Also, like he's kind of like in love with Harper. I think it's I don't like, think it's like in love, but like I think it's like an infatuation with who she is and like how and how strong she is. Yeah. Like I think it's almost like admiration turning into more of like a when Ren sends when Ren sends her away he like okay so Lilith like that this is this is what bothered me about Harper where like 
Gray and Ren are telling her, like, Lilith, you cannot trust her. Yes. And, and she's she like, needs to talk to her. And she's like, I really just need to talk to her. Like, I need her to send me home. And they're like, you don't understand. Like, you don't, un- like, even if she agrees to it, it's like with. With a stipulation. And like, not like a good stipulation. Not like, oh, like, you have to give me $20 and I'll send you home. Like, with like, okay, yeah, I'll send you home. But like, then I'm also going to like murder. Come collect on something. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you won't know when. No. And she doesn't believe it. And then it isn't until she sees the things that she's doing to Ren and to Gray, and then eventually to her, like yeah. torture, horrible torture, that um, she's like, oh yeah, no, definitely like not great. And then we have to endure kind of Lilith like torturing Ren like yeah. consistently. Um, but Lilith eventually gives Gray the ability. So in the beginning, he's only allowed one day a year to go into our realm mm-hmm. and pick a girl, bring her back. And like 24 hours, like that's all he gets. Lilith is like, here, now you can go, okay, you can go, go back and it. forth yeah. whenever you want. Um, Godspeed. Because she wants basically to see, like, that Harper will, like, betray Ren or whatever. But Ren is like, no, like, take her. Like, you have to get her out of here. Yeah. Because, like, she'll die. Like, I'm turning into a beast again. I don't She's want to die. Ren is in love with her. And he's like, I don't want anything Just to like happen Just like the her. beast lets um, Belle go. Yes. And Harper just, like, needs to see her mom who's dying. She gets there just in time. She's, like, help her brother. And then, but she tells Greg, she's, like, be back here in 24 hours. I'm, like, I need to be here, but I need to go back. She's, like, I can't, she, like, isn't, like, a princess of a real nation there, but she's, like, these are my people. Yeah. Like, she's, like, I, like, miss being there already, and I'm home. She's, like, yeah, like, that's, like, home to me. It's, like, Emberfall, whatever. But then she gets, by the time she gets back, all hell is breaking loose. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because Greg does not come back for her right away. Um, he, what's, uh, Ren tries to sacrifice himself to kill Lilith as like, he's like turning, um, but he becomes a beast, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They go back to Emberfall finally after like Ren, like basically like almost slaughters Gray in his beast form. So he's like unaware of it, but I was just like waiting. I was like, if he sees Harper, like she's gonna be able to talk the beast down. Yeah. And she, she can, and she can, but like a part of me is like upset because they keep saying, like, they don't know if... So Gray, at the end, he sacrifices himself and takes Lilith to Wherever DC, he can technically kill her. Basically, to kill her. Um, so we don't know if Gray kills Lilith and that breaks the curse, or... Did Harper break did the Har- curse? Is Harper, like, actually in love with Red? Yeah, like, you don't, you don't get an answer. No, like you, like you don't get, you don't get that answer. No, like you really, like you physically do not. Like, I was, like she like, never says like, I love you to him. No. Like she's even confused. She's like, did I do it? Like who did yeah, she was, Yeah, right. She's like, I really care for him, but do I love him? Yeah. Which like, I don't, I don't know what to believe. Like a part of me thinks it's gray, but then I'm also like, but maybe like in her deep conscious of her mind, like, or subconscious, I should say, like, maybe she does love him Yeah, because she came back for him and maybe that broke the curse. Yeah. And, like, his soul, like, recognized her. Like, yeah. he's never been aware of anything in his beast form. But, like, his, like, form, like, knew who she was. Yeah. So like, And, like, I, they were able to, like, use him to, like, slaughter their... Yeah. Karis, Lauren. So, like, I'm really, like, 50-50 right now. I don't know about you. I mean, I assume that they end up together at the oh, end of the obviously. trilogy. But, like, yeah, like, I feel like it's, like, almost like a, like, Grey. So then at the end, Grey wakes up and he's, like, with his mother, who's not his mother. It's an adoptive mother. Yes. Um, and we find out that he is the the heir. Um, he's, what a cliffy. I know. And he is older than Ren by like two years. Um, so, technically so he's firstborn. technically firstborn. So he's the rightful heir. Um, he doesn't want it though. He's like, yeah. you better not tell anybody you've seen me. You better not tell anybody in here. So now I'm like, I really need to just read the next book. The like, audio was phenomenal. If you are an audiobook lover, I thought it was like very well paced and very well done in terms of um wait, let's talk about the beast chapters. Cause you get like three? Oh, yeah. I'm just, he's just like but wait, on the audio, it's like Oh no. No. I'm not getting you. I was running and like laughing at the same time. Like I don't mean to laugh because like he did a phenomenal job with it. But it's just funny. But I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, the beast chapter, there's only like like three of them. Like he's like breathing in one, like Yeah, no, and it's literally like it'll just be like chapter like thirty-two and it'll just be like Beast and then it'll be like Harper. Because again, it's still POV, so like you get a Harper chapter and then a Ren chapter. Harper Ren, Harper Ren. Yeah. When he turns to the beast, like at the beast. end, you get beast, but it's like he's a beast, so he only has like one thought and it's like her. 
I can't believe it. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to make you play for me after we're like, done because honestly, I need to hear that. It's literally, and I quote, Honestly, like, are you should Am just I the it. beast? Hire me. I'll redo these. Um, I don't believe it's on Scribe. I believe it's just on Audible, FYI. So, but I would recommend giving a listen. I will probably continue with the season, the season, the series on Audible. But I think overall, so I read Forging Silver. Forging Silver into Stars. Thank you. I read that before this, not knowing this was a spinoff. And it, honestly, I just don't think it matters which way you read it. I would assume probably read A Curse of Dark and Lonely first, um, then go into that book. But like, I thought that book was good. Bridget, and this is an Alex Asher question, and I thought this was a very good question. Like, what do you put in your writing or what do you do that gets you to turn these pages? Because even with the uh, – my favorite series so far is the Defy the Night series. Mm-hmm. Hands down my favorite. Yeah, if you guys haven't read it – You really need to. Like, it's so – fucking good and when she read the three we got three excerpts from um phenomenal destroy the day and like the first one was tessa and it was like it almost broke my heart i know okay it hurt a little bit but like there's some, like alex's question was like what do you put in your writing that like that makes readers just turn the page nonstop because mm-hmm. there is something with her writing where you can't stop once you start the book like you really want to turn the page and i know it's a, it's a lot for a lot of authors as well but there's there's never a lull. There's never a moment where like, oh, that's kind of getting slow and boring. Like yeah. it just, it's very well paced throughout it. You always want to keep going. Yes. And the chapters like aren't long where you're like getting like fatigue from yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it's, there's, there's something bad, but like Bridget's response was like, so I guess something, so, and again, I'm just rephrasing and this could be very off the mark. Teresa put me in my place if I'm wrong, but like she was like, so, someone told Bridget when she first started writing that you have to almost put something at the beginning and the end of the chapter to captivate the reader. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the book, like whether it be the cliffhanger, like a big surprise, something that like baits readers to continue. So like, I think it's like very fascinating that at the end of each, the beginning and end of each chapter, there is something that she writes that alludes to like, you need to continue on. That's gotta be hard to do. Yeah. Cause you can't end every chapter on a surprise, especially when they're short chapters. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But like, you need to have like enough to, for people to want to keep reading like the next chapter. Yeah. And she does that. She does it phenomenally. very well. I feel like, I feel like uh, Defy the Night. So I've only read three of her books so far. Defy the Night, Defend the Dawn, and now A Curse of Dark and Lonely. And I think each of them I've read within like 24 to 36 yeah, hours. They're really like, ve- same. Yeah. Besides, well, I listened to this. This is a little bit different. But like even Forging Silver, blah, 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 like that, I like blew through that book. Yeah. No, I know you've been talking about it for a while. And I've been talking about Curse of Dark and Lonely for a while. I'm like, I want to read it. It's like, I love her writing and I love Beauty and the Beast. Like I have to read this. And like, it's really paining me because you know that I love to just like start a series and like binge it. And I just don't have time right now with like other arcs and like other things I have going on. So I'm like, when do I get to continue? Well, because I also, a lot of things are coming out in October, as everybody knows. I need to do Barnes & Noble haul. haul. Okay, we can go. Okay. Because <laughs> I need to get the other two books down in the series. You do. Um, because I really do want to finish it. I really, really like it. Um, I have heard that the first book is the best. Okay. But like, you know what? I'm not taking other people's opinions. Yeah, I gave this like a solid four stars. Yeah, I gave it five. And I only because like, I like love her writing and I binged it. Yes. Some books like some books I give four that deserve five, but like I maybe that's why I'm always like if I'm like not in the mood to read something and I force myself, like I'm not gonna give it it's not like an accurate rating. Right. Um but I don't know, I just like I picked it up and I couldn't stop and I was like having a good time. So for that's me it was five. Read. Yeah. I mean a solid I still think four stars is good. So like solid four star book. Oh yeah, no, my four opinion. stars is still great. Five to T. Like, I personally think it's worth the wreck if you are in, especially with, like, the fall. I think a lot of people go into, like, a fantasy mode in the fall. Yeah. And I think this is, like, a nice blend of not YA, so it feels, like, corny, kiddish, but a good no. upper YA, darker. Honestly, the only reason this this isn't YA is because. And again, younger like, in age and there's no spice. Right. I was going to say it's the age thing, mostly, I feel like. Because but it's it darker. reads, like, a more adult, like. I feel like it's more mature. Um, it's there's more, more like adult themes in it. It's definitely darker. Like check trigger warnings. I don't like the, the whole like 
torture. There's just like a lot. I Attempting feel like. suicide. Like there's yeah, some there's, things in there. Yeah. There's like a lot. Um, and I feel like only because of them being like 18 it's, yeah. is why it's YA. Like I feel like if you make them put them in their 20s even if you don't even if you keep the spice out of it it's then it's it then it would yeah. then it would be like an it adult. would work the way the yeah. same way right so like it's definitely like if you're looking for if you're like not into spice or if you don't care about that in a fantasy series i would like i would definitely recommend this then because there's a really good plot and really good story and like really complex like flawed characters yes where you're, they're like not even morally gray like a lot of besides harper like Gray has to do, like, bad things. Ren, like, has to do bad things. He does do, like, the only, I feel like, character who, like, and, like, she's stubborn, that kind of flawed, but, like, that doesn't have, like, blood on her hands, really, is Harper. Um, yeah, everyone else does. Yeah. You're right. Um, Anything this woman writes, you should pick up. I mean, big push for Divine the Night. I thought it was, yeah, especially, that was cracked to me. Like, okay, I am waiting with, like, bated breath for... A Curse for True Love by Stephanie Garber to come out this month. Well, October. Um, and I know people love that series. It's such a fucking good series. And again, five stars to both of them. That is a five star like, series. Literally, it's so fucking good. But I feel like so many people talk about that series, but like nobody really talks about the Defy of the Night series. And I feel like it needs to just be as like just as like on that same level. Agreed. Completely different stories. I'm not comparing them, but I'm just thinking like two like YA trilogies that are close. coming to an end. Yeah. Like soon within the next few months. That's a good Instagram post for us to do. Yeah, like us holding our series. You only have the the other series. I don't own them. Yeah. I really do want to because they're so fucking pretty. I know. But maybe we'll do like a nice post for them. We should. But like, I'm um, if you've read the Stephanie Garber again, Defy the Night is very different. But they're very both different. like amazing YA trilogies coming to an end. Amazing writing, amazing world building, amazing character. Even Caravel, like, like if you liked yeah. Caravel, and again, not to compare, but like if you liked Caravel, I I can't see why you wouldn't like Defy the Night, right? Like or they're, like a they're, com- they're like, so different, but they're like on like that same, same like spectrum of like just great plot writing, yes. like like just five just star whole, yeah. YA like amazing fantasy stories. Yes, yeah, we did that. They deserve posts. They do. I'll have to do my hair one day. <laughs> Not today. Not it's been, not today been raining since Friday. Literally, seasonal depression's already hit. <laughs> <laughs> not Katie being like, oh, I love the fall. I, I love do love this. The, I do love a doom and gloom day. Don't get me wrong. Do you want anyone to tell you otherwise? But four back-to-back doom and gloom I did days. love Sunday doom and gloom. Because you went out. Then you just like cuddle on the couch and do nothing. I did nothing. I... Oh, no. I started... Okay. So I read the first two novellas in Assassin's Blade. And... Um, I like wasn't in the mood for it because I was like, do I start the third one? And I was like, honestly, like I'm just like not in the mood for this right now. So I've been wanting. I mean, I've talked about the Game Changer series by Rachel Reed. So um, he did Rivalry in the Long Game, um, MM Hockey Romances. But they're like the the six book series. They're Game Change. He did Rivalry in the Long Game follow one couple but every other book in that series follows a different couple that's cool yes so they're interconnected standalones but like heated rivalry just like got a second book which they deserved it um but i was like i've been wanting to like read this whole series so i just like picked up the first book in the series um and i don't know why i'm like drawing a blank i mean i do know why i think it was the game changer um yeah it was the game changer uh not as good as Heated Rivalry. Okay. You can definitely tell that, like, she was definitely very new to writing when she wrote it. Okay. It got better as, it like, the story progressed. Um, I gave it, like, three and a half stars. Like, it was fine. But I just, it again, very fast read. So I read that Sunday. Um, like, I finished and started it. That's amazing. I love that for you. Um I don't, oh, we were talking about fantasy. Like, I was like, why did I start? So, yeah, like, yeah. I think it's just, yeah, like, this time, because, yeah, because you're going this time after of me, year. This time But of Doom year. and Gloom, like, I was just, like, laying on my couch. I wanted to finish Assassin's Blade, but I just, like, could not, like, come, I just, like, couldn't get into it. Katie hasn't read Assassin's Blade yet. This is my first time reading Asa- the Assassin's Blade because. I was supposed to do a Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones, Game of, um, nope, Throne of Glass. Glass reread with her, but obviously this is my spooky season. So yeah. I will do a reread, even if it's like past CC3's release. Like I, 
because I have so many people reading it for the first time, tease or doing a reread, I will do it. Yeah. I am thinking I'm going to finish book one and just skip book two because it honestly hurts to read book I would two. just read the last like 25% of book Exactly. Two. Read the novella, the Assassin's, Assassin's Blade, Blade, and then go right into everything yeah. else and kind of like just space it out. I do just want to do a reread just to do a reread yeah. it's such a like, good I know series. People like, okay, so I haven't finished it yet. I know that. I know, I know what happens in the Assassin's Blade. Obviously, yeah. Okay. You just Right. Just because I haven't read it doesn't mean I don't know what happens. I know what happens. Like, I know whatever. Um, I won't say spoilers because if you haven't read it, but um, it should be read after Crown of Midnight. That's what everybody says. It should be Throat of Glass, Crown of Midnight, The Assassin's Blade, and then Air of Fire, blah, 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 whatever. I honestly disagree now that I'm reading it. Yeah. Because they're, it's five, five novellas make up The Assassin's Blade. Okay. So the story doesn't, I don't want to say, I don't know. I just feel like when you finish one, like it does flow into the next, like it makes sense chronologically the way that the novellas are spaced out. But like a part of me is like, read the first two, read Throne of Glass. Then like really, oh, I, okay. I, That's I don't know. Like, I just feel like for me, like, and again, like I think because it's a prequel, so all the novellas in Assassin's Blade happened before the events of Throne of Glass. So I'm almost like finding it like boring sometimes mm. because I'm like, I already know what happens. Yeah. And like, I just want to, but like again, maybe if you but were the thing the is too of... is that I'm, I'm like anticipating Air of Fire and I know what's going to happen in Air yeah. of Fire. So I just want to start it. So I feel like maybe that's where I'm at, where I'm just like, I don't really care that much about these characters because they're not really like one of the novellas she meets Irene okay which you meet in Tower of Dawn but like it doesn't really I mean it's oh that's cool that's yeah. probably a cool one and like Rolf which you meet in Empire of Storms I think you meet Ansel in Empire of Storms too so like all the characters you re-meet them somewhere along the story okay but I almost feel like depending on when you meet them you can just kind of like read that makes sense Interesting take. So I'm almost like, do okay. So the last two are more focused on Rifthold and Sam. So I'm like, do you read the last two novellas, then go into Throne of Glass, and then go? I don't know, but like, I just know for me, I think maybe my first time reading it, it wouldn't bother me as much. Mm -hmm. But I'm almost just like, get me through this because I want to move on. Right. Like the Silent Assassins. Like it's really cool, but I don't care to read like 400 pages of novellas. Yeah. Just to get to Air of Fire. I agree. And I think that this is an unpopular opinion because everyone's like, oh my God, the Assassin's Blade is amazing. And I'm like, yeah, the stories are great, but 400 plus pages of them all in a row between Crown of Midnight and Air of Fire, I'm like, almost like, I just want to get to Air of Fire. Yeah, it's almost like you want to stop reading it and just like move But on again, on. I don't know if that's just because it's a reread for me that, for the series, so I yeah. know what's happening in Air of Fire and I want to like meet some of those characters already. Yeah, I hear that. I gotta do it one of these days one of these days but yeah um we definitely recommend definitely recommend um and we're gonna talk about our october calendar because oh, we finally yes. have it figured out you guys have been hearing us talk about how we need to come up with our october calendar we were very torn because there's so much coming out obviously like Teresa's in her throes of hockey season i'm in my throes this is big for the bff book club if you haven't picked up yeah Teresa this is her like hockey me and my spooky so like big moments but also just completely non-related to either genre books coming out that are releasing in October that like we've been dying to get to. So we were like, do, do we do like a book a week? But then like, like do we do half book, half plan too? Which kind of is what we do mostly, but we always mm -hmm. promote them as like a curse of dark and lonely, but we would kind of promote as like spilling the tea and book. Right. Um, but we have concluded right before this, this little recording that on October 4th, it will be a spilling the tea, strictly spilling the tea. Strictly episode. spilling the tea next week. Um, so you don't have to prepare anything before No, that. I mean, we will talk about things that we're obviously reading, what we recommend, yes. things like that. Um, typical Spilling the Tea typical, episode. Yes. If there's spoilers, we'll tell you to skip. Exactly. Um, on October 11th, we are going to discuss Hopeless by Elsie Silver, the Chestnut Spring series. And if you haven't read any of those yet. You need to. You just need to stop. Uh, permission to stop listening to this recording, even though there's not very much left, and go read those series yes. immediately. Fall in love with Daddy Cade, will you? I'll fight you for him, though. Um, you can have Theo. I'll say if Theo's my man. I don't need him. Um... <laughs> And then on the 18th, we are going to do Bad Luck Charm by Julie Johnson. Yes, which Katie has already I... read and has, like, this is like, this is 
my like I've been wanting to read it since Katie read it because she's like obsessed. Like I don't get like treat we all talk about like our recs in our group chat, but like there's few that we each get like hyped about. Yes. This was one of my hypes. And again, like it is longer, it's 500 pages. It is available on audio, if I'm not mistaken. For me, it just connected, it clicked. I literally neglected every single fucking human being in my life to finish reading this. It was that good. Um, so it's Bad Luck Charm by Julie Johnson, the second book. It's an interconnected series. It's coming out in November, and I'm very excited for it. And then the 25th of October, we are going to discuss Caught Up by Liz Comfort. Yes. Which we're both very excited about. Very excited. Because if you know me, you know I love fucking Liz Comfort. She, like, amazing writing. Like, so good. Like, I I like I haven't dabbled with a lot of your hockey romance recs. I've d- dabbled with a few. But this, by far, has been, like, my favorite sports recs that you've given I me. I think that one of my favorite, like, taking the hockey out of it, too. Like, Mile High last year was just, like, I so read it. So fucking good. And, like, I read it because there was hockey. But then, like, if you took the hockey out of it, like, you could have made that man, like, a construct. You could have made him his anything. job anything. I would have read I it. I love that fucking book and that story so much. Same. And then, like, then the right move came out. Oh, my God, even better. Just so fucking good. Ryan Shea has my whole heart. I'm a, I'm an Evan Zanders gal till the day no. that I die. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, because Kai, I, Kai Miller, Kai Miller, or her name Miller, her name's Miller. What the fuck's Kai's name? I, I know it, but I'm, a, I'm keeping it a secret. Anyway, I don't know. This one, like, might, this one might do might it. Trump. I'm very excited. Yeah. Same. So as always, oh, wait. we'll see. So what? we said caught up. What was the last one? Caught up. Oh, bad luck charm. Okay. Yeah. On the east. So then we're done. Yep. And we're not going to talk about November yet. That's too far in advance. You know. We've already, we couldn't figure out October for like seven seconds. I'll just say that the book that we want us to kick off uh, November with, we've already talked about in this podcast. Correct. So that's an Easter egg. And like, I feel like you could probably easily pick up on that Easter egg. Easily pick up on who that was. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. Yes. And... Um, Katie, can you growl us out like the beast would? Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the BFF.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at the bff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See ya, fuckers. Bye.